Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, before uh, we come back to that, a new report from the Department of Health uh, shows that Ireland's population is ageing faster than anywhere else in Europe. According to the report, Ireland's changing demographics will remain the singular challenge we face when planning our health service into the future. And with this in mind, we're asking, and there's been a lot of conversation about this over the last number of years, we've seen how uh, the government parties have kind of pulled back on it over the last uh, year or two. We've seen how the opposition uh, have said that they will not raise the retirement age past 65. Um, but the pressure is on with regard to retirement. Um, the latest proposal is that you have an optional retirement where you can retire at uh, 65 or 66 if you choose, or you can uh, put your pension on hold, retire at 68, 69 or 70, and then get a few extra bob uh, in your pension as a reward, more or less, for uh, not claiming it for a number of years. So what is the solution to Ireland's ageing population? And can we retire later? Do you want to retire later? I know I've spoken to many people who, because of the company that they worked in, had to retire at 65. They had no choice. They were forced into retirement and they just didn't want to retire. Our number is 1800 453 106. You can text us on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Now, uh, I'm joined on the line uh, by Chris. Chris, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Thanks, Jeremy. Is there uh, an easy solution to Ireland's ageing population? Well, I suppose it would be make it more advantageous for young people to want to stay in Ireland is my major point on that. So are you there, Chris? Yeah, no, I'm here. Oh, sorry, sorry. Say, say that again, yeah. I say it's on the basis to try and make it more kind of advantageous for young people to want to stay in Ireland. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people emigrating on the basis that it's too expensive to a get a house here or settle down with childcare, travelling costs. Like, there's there's a there's a huge thing of a problem on people trying to get on the property ladder to a point. And I suppose it, it's more. People kind of want to get out of Ireland on that basis if there's no houses to be bought or houses are going to be crazy money. And then also you're paying off a house for the whole lot of your life and then you're also trying to put money away into a pension as well. So it's not it's not uh, ideal, really. Mm. At the minute, I don't think. Okay, so uh, one of the things that has been talked about is um, as our population is ageing, so so will the cost of the state pension, uh, and that is going to put extra pressure on the taxpayer. And um, we've heard about increasing rates of PRSI and so on in order to fund the uh, cost of um, of the pension. Now, how would you feel about retiring later? Yeah, but not. I don't think anyone wants to work all their lives just to just to roll over one day and then say, "Oh, that's it," or not have enough energy to do things that you want as you get older. But there's a lot to be said for auto enrollment into pensions. Like, you know, I think in Australia, I think they auto enroll um, everybody into a pension. And, uh, and we will be we will be from next year here in Ireland, from 2024. Okay. Yeah. Um, I. I I don't. I, I don't perceive. I think as we all get older, we all kind of like that idea of disappearing at sixty-five. But as it becomes more apparent, that's not going to be happening. Um, but I, 
it seems that the taxpayer or the citizens of Ireland seem to dump up everything in regard to um, paying for everything, but also then we also write blank checks for all sorts of amenities that are, i.e. the children's hospital, with a, which has a blank check at the moment. We'll be grateful for it, though, when we eventually get it. Um, and I actually drove past it the other day, and it's now starting to look like um, a, 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 a hospital eventually will, will, but I agree with you about the, the runaway costs of it. Stay there for one second. I want to go to uh, Tommy, uh, who's on the line in Donegal. Uh, Tommy, we uh, see that Ireland's population is ageing faster than anywhere else uh, in Europe. Is upping the retirement age uh, uh, something that should be considered? Um, up in the retirement age, yes, could be considered. But where I would have a, an issue is that this issue is really confined to the private sector employees, the public sector employees. They are guaranteed their pensions at whatever their their time has has passed by. They have the options to uh, work on to 70. That was signed into law a couple of years back, just 2018 or 2019. What we have in the private sector is that we have contracts of employment that most of us have um, signed to 65, so our employers could legally and easily say bye-bye at 65, Mm. and then we're left then. We've got, if we up the age to 66, 67, 68, we have got an ageing population that are just going to have to sign on social welfare, and this pension time bomb really is just... Rob and Peter to pay Paul and, and it's just coming out of a, another pot of the, the public purse. So it doesn't really make sense to um, just increase the pension age without putting I feel legislation or something in place that you negate a defined period of when you retire. You could work on if you so wish. Everybody's con- uh, some, scenarios and, and, and requirements are different. Maybe some people will be in a position that they could quite easily and happily retire at 65 and work off maybe their own private pension funds or or so, or savings or whatever, until they, until they get to 68 and then be able to claim the state pension. But others may have had children later in life, maybe have schools, colleges, mortgages, mm. etc., that they need to still pay and, and be liable for, and they may so wish to, to want to, to work on to for another few years. But and as you said, some people may have no choice. I know people who have a mortgage until they're 70. They will have mm-hmm. to continue working because the yep. state pension isn't going to fund their mortgage. No, and there is nothing in place to ensure that you don't have to leave employment at 65. It is just at the goodwill of your employer if they wish to allow you to continue working. Mm. Okay, so that all needs to to change. Because obviously there are are certain uh, jobs that it it would be easy enough to uh, continue working past the age of 65, but there are also, I'm thinking of, for example, somebody doing uh, heavy-duty manual labour on a building site may not want to be doing that when uh, he or she is 68 or 69. Yeah, and to increase the old age pension up to 68 or 69 is unfair to those people. Like we even see it in the in the public sector that's that recognised that there will be certain roles that there's only 30 years service or 21 years service required to you, to you, um, a sale of your full pension. 
So it's absolutely, 100%, there is roles and jobs. I wouldn't want to be on a on a construction site carrying blocks or, or, or bricks or shoveling cement at 69 and having to, having to do that when my old age pension was is left to that stage. Mm. Because if I retire at 65 or 64, I'm just going to be having to claim social welfare. So your okay. So your thing is that in order for us to encourage, for want of a better word, people to continue to work past the age of sixty-five, more pressure needs to be put on companies to uh, in the private sector not to have retirement or your contract expiring when you reach the age of sixty-five, as an awful lot do. Yes, very much so, and um, just having that security that you're not just going to be said cheerio at 65 because and and this isn't just for people at 65 this is for everybody coming because like i'm i'm 55 years old now myself i see it's, i remember like yesterday when i was 18 starting out and it just goes through very very quickly so if we are going to do things like this we need to ensure that we're doing it for our future generations coming through as well too so this is this isn't just for people at 69 this is for people who are young fit healthy who are, please God, someday going to reach 68, 69. Mm. We were talking about, you know, certain types of uh, profession. Uh, you may not want to keep going until you're 70. Elaine sent me this message in and she says, I'm a nurse. There's no way I could keep going until I'm 70. I'm exhausted and I'm only 42. It's such a hard job. The idea of 30 more years of it is just too much. Companies need to step in here. They're making billions. They should be paying uh, more tax in order uh, basically to fund the uh, pension pot. Tommy, stay with me for one second if you can, please. I want to go to uh, Ennis and County Clare. And uh, Mick is on the line from uh, Ennis. And Mick, how do you feel about the prospect of raising the retirement age, which, as I said, has been a political football for the last couple of years, but with Ireland's uh, population ageing faster than anywhere else in Europe, it is a conversation that's going to keep cropping up? Yeah, as I fought against the raising of the pension age for the last two years. I'm in the happy position that I'm 66 in a week's time. So, so in a week's time, you can claim the state pension? Correct. Are you still working? No, I finished work at 60. At 60? Uh, 60 after 43 years, nearly. And I'm assuming then that you have lived off a, a pension fund, no? Correct. Okay. Yes. And, and so, that, that has kept so you going for the last six years? Yeah, and then we fought, then myself and a few other colleagues fought. There is actually a, 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 a job seekers payment. It's a transition payment for 65 mm-hmm. to 66, which the government kept very quiet until we fought it. And there was also the various rules for that, which I won't get into. Okay, but that, that was, that was uh, made necessary because people were being forced to retire at 65 and weren't entitled um, to the state pension yeah, until 66. No, okay, so they had to fill uh, the gap. Yeah, yeah it's... It, to some extent, that's true, but the, it was actually there as well for, for uh, if you were retired at 63, you could get it. It's, uh, the two issues really need to be divorced from one another. We're talking about an age and population, mm. and that there's going to be just five people now for everyone retired working. And that's, I think the report says that in is it 20 years or 30 years, that figure is going to decrease to three or two. 
people uh, that we are going to be retired, and there's only going to be three people working for every uh, person retired. That's As a matter of interest, uh, you say you retired at uh, 60. Was that by choice or because of the uh, job you were in? No, it was by choice that, uh, that, that it was, uh, there was a voluntary early retirement package. And that, uh, after 40 odd years of it, I, I, uh, I had enough. You dived so, on it. So I, so, so I, uh, and how have you felt, uh, how have you found being retired in your early 60s? Have you been working at all? I did. I volunt- I did a few months in the vaccination centre. I volunteered for the vaccination centre when the when the COVID hit, and I mind five grandchildren. So that's enough I, to keep anybody busy. <laughs> so I'm bu- so I'm busy. But the, the people of my generation who are now coming up to their sixties, the people who started working in the middle seventies, early eighties, we paid through the nose. 68p in the pound, uh, 7.8% and the other side. We're getting about 22 pence in the pound. And we object strenuously to people saying that there is someone else funding our pension. There is no one funding our pension. Except we funded you. Our own yes, pension. absolutely, absolutely. There was £46 billion in the PRSI fund, in the pension fund. The government chose to use all that during the crisis for other reasons. That was their decision. They are now trying to build that fund back up again. And as the North texted, texted into their I agree 100% with us. We have companies in the country that are earning a fortune. You see this, the, the, the corporation tax, tax figures, a small little bit more of a contribution, which I'm sure they'd only be too happy to pay, would, would solve a lot of these so-called mm. problems. And now, as the other uh, contributor said, if they do want to change the pension and it's a voluntary basis, then companies can't be forcing people out at 65. People are starting to work later now because the people are much more educated. And, uh, and are, are much more fit and able. Uh, anyone I know who's around the age of 65 doesn't strike me as somebody ready to retire. Uh, very few of them, anyway. Um, stay there for one second, if you can. I want to just bring in uh, some of your messages on this. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to take early retirement at 55. I would really hope people in future generations would be able to retire in their early 60s. Life is about more than work, says uh, Brian. Uh, Another message. As a person in my 30s, this conversation is really alarming. I've no private pension, so now I feel I'll never retire. It's so unfair. We're going to be footing the bill for so many others and then won't have the option to retire ourselves, uh, says Claire. Claire, I would say to you, uh, it is not too late if you're in your uh, 30s. It's not too late to start uh, your own uh, private pension. I didn't start my own private pension until I was 40. That was nearly too late. So um, you are still in your 30s. I would definitely, if you're working full time, I would definitely uh, look at doing that just for a little bit of security, I suppose. Um, And one final message, actually two more. We're all getting healthier in our older years. The early 60 age was for a time uh, gone by when people were a lot less healthy and most work was manual. It's not outrageous that we should work for longer. And finally, I'm in my 60s and I've uh, gone down to three days a week. It gives me enough of a break, but it also keeps my brain ticking over. In my mind, it's the ideal situation. I think everyone who can do it 
should do it, says Kay in Dublin. Thanks very much indeed. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, let me go back to what we were talking about, about Ireland's uh, population ageing faster than anywhere else in Europe as birth rates fall. Um, we're talking about this conversation that just keeps coming up over and over again about raising the retirement age to take uh, some of the pressure off the state funding, the state pension. Uh, would it work? Would you be happy to continue working past the age of uh, 65? Are you working past the age of uh, 65? Orla is on the line. Uh, Orla, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hello. Raising the retirement age, it's, um, it's that conversation that just uh, keeps rearing its ugly head. How do you feel about that? Um, personally, I hope that I don't ever retire. I'll work as long as I can. Um, for me, it's uh, for my mental health. And I think it probably is the same for a lot of people. The importance of the routine of work hmm. Um, the socialising aspect and sometimes the only reason to get out of bed. Because I've, certainly in my own life over many years, I have seen some people who, when they retired, absolutely thrived. Other people who retired but kept working and other people who retired who actually went downhill fairly rapidly after retirement for exactly the reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, and... I think that, you know, for people who have depression and other mental health issues, um, there aren't always, um, you know, the right services or help um, to to be able to deal with mm. um, these issues. And, you know, that with work, at least you're meeting people, at least, you know, you're accountable and... It, it does. It does help. For it's, it sounds to me like you can't work. But it, it sounds to me like you would dread the day that you ever have to retire. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a way off yet. I'm in my forties, but uh, yeah, um, I plan to to keep going as long as I can. And I, I think one of the things that we don't do, and maybe this is a conversation we should have on the show uh, another day. What we don't do is put any thought, well some people don't, uh, put any thought into what we will do after we retire. How are we going to fill our days after we retire? And I think that the the people who uh, go downhill rapidly after retirement are people who never gave it any thought, who just thought, okay, that's it, I'm finished work. And then they suddenly realise, oh, what do I do with my day now? Um, and that is something that we all need to uh, think of after we uh, retire. So you would be in favour then, Orla, of the possibility of raising the retirement age? Um, I would be. I know I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't be happy with that. But I think that, you know, people at 65 now are a lot healthier than years ago and are a lot more active and I think many people that age um, are still you know happy to, to keep going in their careers um, and, so uh, and, and some people as we've heard already uh, don't want to be forced to retire and many people in the private sector have contracts that uh, expire basically when they reach the age of, of 65 and a lot of people want to continue uh, past that age and in many cases it is the goodwill of a company that allows you to continue, but they don't have to. And that's the unfortunate thing for for uh, many people. Stay there for one second, Orla, if you can. Let me go to uh, Graham. 
Graeme, well, how would you feel about uh, raising the retirement age? As I said, it's become a, a political football of a conversation over recent years. Well, I think that the issue, I suppose, is that when the retirement age was set was many years ago when, as I say, life expectancy and, and health of people age weren't, weren't as, as high. Mm. And I think at this stage, most people can probably live on a lot longer or work on a lot longer than, than 65. And one of the other things that I kind of think about, which is kind of being highlighted upon, is that it's it's really it's it's quite discriminatory at this stage where you force people to stop working at 65 and basically force them to live on a much lower income than they have been living on. Uh, if if you're kind of forcing anybody else out of the workplace on the basis of let's say race or gender or anything else, there'd be a huge outcry. But ageism seems to be tolerated. That's a very good point, actually, and something that I'd never uh, considered, that you reach a certain age and you're basically told, uh, well, you're redundant now, you're too old uh, for, for working, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, and they had the, the, the ridiculous situation in the last few years where somebody would reach the age of 65 and they would be forced to retire by probably a company in the private sector, but the government wouldn't pay them the old age pension until, until they were 66. 66. Yeah. So they ended up having to basically sign on the dole for a year. But that still so is the, the case. That still is the case. Oh, yeah. So the government's paying anyway. It's just they're calling it the dole rather than rather than an old age pension. You know. So the whole situation is 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 is, is getting it is a bit ludicrous. You know. And but as well as that, I mean, my main point is it's discriminatory in that you're forced to right. You've reached a certain age. You can basically live on half the money or less that you were living on before or something, you know, it's it's like uh, a major adjustment and if people don't have the savings and in many cases they won't have the savings, they won't have a good a good enough pension. I mean, most and, people And as you said, in, they're, they're being forced into a situation where their income drops quite substantially, especially if they don't have any sort of a private pen, pension fund. If they're going to live off the state pension, they're in big trouble when they reach 65. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and, and everybody now at this stage is being kind of put into a fixed contribution rather than fixed benefit pension plans. And to be honest, a lot of the funds where they're invested, you know, they've been falling off a cliff over the last year and stuff. So if you're going to try and get an annuity pension plan over the next year or two, you're not going to get an awful lot of money. You know, the the way the whole thing is set up is it's you know, you're, you're, you're in a bad situation if you have to retire now. Absolutely, I agree. Um, stay there for one second. Let me go to uh, Wexford next. And Patrick is on the line uh, in Wexford. Um, Patrick, your thoughts on this, the uh, conversation about raising the retirement age? Hi, Adrian. I'm walking an echo on the line. Um, the, I think people need to be incentivized with a degree of flexibility. Hmm. So one of the things that we need to do is we need to keep young people in the country. Up till their mid their mid twenties, this is the time when they're learning. They're putting down roots. If we can get them to stay in Ireland longer, they're here for longer. They're going to pay tax for longer here in Ireland. So I would suggest that we reduce the tax rate for people under the age of say twenty five, uh, and for people who want to stay in work, we should incentivize them to stay in work. If they're in work, they're not claiming their pension. So reduce the tax rate on the low rate tax rate for both the under 25s and the over 65s. 
That's actually a fantastic suggestion, I have to say. So you continue to work, but you get taxed less uh, because you're not drawing off the state. The, uh, uh, something kind of similar-ish was talked about recently where uh, if you deferred your retirement until 68 or 69, you'd actually get extra money when you uh, get to 68 or 69 or 70, which is a similar suggestion um, that you are almost rewarded for retiring a bit later. Yes, you're not drawing off of the government. You're not drawing off the state. You're also, uh, you know, there's you're paying into the tax fund because you're paying your taxes. And if you, you know, you you have people like myself. I'm in, I'm a high rate taxpayer, but you're incentivizing me at the lower rate. But I, uh, you know, you're, you're, I'm still not getting over incentivized mm. because I'm not getting anything off my say high rate tax pay. Also, people when they're in their early twenties are generally in the lower tax brackets. And this is the time when they need money. You know, they're starting families, they're buying houses and all these sorts of things. If you're incentivizing them at that point, they're going to put down roots in Ireland. Once they have roots in Ireland, they're going to stay longer. All right. Two fantastic suggestions, Patrick. Thanks very much indeed uh, for your call. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.